Welcome to the Force for Growth podcast. I'm Courtney, and today we will be breaking down self-discipline. Discipline. I'm curious what type of feeling that gives in your body, and we're going to clarify it as self-discipline because that's really what we're talking about in this world of self-development. We're all in, right? But what do you think of when you think of discipline? Do you have a negative reaction to it? Like, do you immediately have a memory of your parents getting on to you or your boss reprimanding you? Or do you beat yourself up? That's what I'm trying to ask. When you think of the word discipline, do you automatically beat yourself up? And if you do, that's probably not helping. So we're going to help you flip it today. So we're actually going to break down self-discipline and pulled up some definitions for you. So according to Webster, self-discipline is correction or regulation of oneself for the sake of improvement. And as well, the psychology definition breaks it down as controlling our impulses and desires, okay? So, but where does this help us with self-development? Okay, that is a rhetorical question. I hope you at least know something in that realm. But there's a meme that actually inspired this, and I could not find the author, but I am going to go ahead and read it to you. And maybe you've seen it before, or maybe you'll share it today. Uh, But basically, this meme says, nobody wants to tell you why discipline is so important. Discipline is the strongest form of self-love. It is ignoring your current pleasures for bigger rewards to come. It is loving yourself enough to give yourself everything you've ever wanted. So let that sink in. Have you ever thought of discipline in such a loving way? And this really flipped a lot for me because I am one that thought of discipline as this very harsh thing, this very, you know, like, oh, I'm going to come in and they're going to reprimand me for not doing a good job on the first try or not practicing or whatever, you know, loop you have going that is actually self-bashing. And just think of what you are disciplined on. You know, there are habits that you have that you do every single day, you know, There was once upon a time you didn't brush your teeth every day, okay? So give yourself credit for these areas of discipline that you have built up really well and maybe look at the similarities between what made yourself successful in that area versus, you know, what you're struggling with on your plate, you know? So just all the things as humans that we learn and we condition ourselves, you know? So just use yourself as a mentor is what I'm trying to say and that look at what you have conquered, as simple as it might be, and really take that to heart on the big things that you're trying to accomplish, okay? And let's see. So I do have some fun notes for you. So one thing I did want to show, back in college, and I'm going to draw a little, draw a little diagram for you, and Professor Iketa at Richland College, thank you for this, who's government professor, and this has nothing to do with government. But basically, if you draw an X, okay, And you look at this X and let's say you make it, let's see. So down here, we'll write discipline, okay? So this is discipline. Well, what's on the other side of discipline, okay? So if you go to the other side, you get your reward, right? But what's the other line mean, right? The other line means if you indulge right now, you might have to sacrifice later, okay? So this is one of my favorite examples. It's very simple. Don't mind my sloppy writing. But if you discipline yourself now, typically later you get the bigger reward, right? 
Whereas if you indulge now, is there a bigger reward later? No, you're probably paying for it more later, right? Or that's buying what you can't afford now, you're going to pay interest on it later. Or, you know, if you save up for what you need now, maybe you'll get a great deal. So that's just a very basic example. And I just call it the X. Think of the X. So if ever you are struggling and you're not sure, draw a little X. In your situation, if you give into it now, what would happen later? Or if you discipline yourself now, how different will the reward be later? And I just find that it's a very helpful tool for myself that I've honestly been using for 15 years. And just, it's a good little exercise to break out in the moment. So self-discipline is a key. Self-discipline. Okay, remember, self-discipline is the most loving thing you can give to yourself, right? It's loving yourself enough to give yourself everything you've ever wanted. So let's break it down. So Jim Rohn has quite a few great quotes on discipline. A few that I wrote down. So discipline is a bridge between goals and accomplishment. He also said one discipline always leads to another. And on that note, you know, one discipline always leads to another. So start small, start small, like make it, you know, I'm going to do this every single night, no matter what, however simple it might be, you know, and stay consistent on it. And by nature, it will grow into other things. And you'll take that pattern on in other ways, making bigger habits and bigger disciplines, right? Which if you are into tiny habits, I know a great tiny habits coach named Ricardo. So I highly, highly suggest if you have not studied or talked to Ricardo in any way, uh, let's just say it's helped me quite a bit in focusing on my tiny habits. And that naturally opens up everything. So, and I want to remind you of a consistency hack. So we hear this word consistency, consistency with discipline and all these trendy terms. Okay. There's This little thing on consistency that kind of was like a light bulb that hit me over this last year on the podcast. And basically about a year ago, you know, there was, we had a set time to record. We had a set time to record and life happens and we had to switch up that time to record, right? Well, it would kind of cause some interesting feelings in Ricardo's and my lives because we didn't want to become inconsistent. However, we had to change up the daily details to stay consistent on the big goal. So if you are struggling with consistency, once again, number one, do not beat yourself up. Have a realistic look at it. Okay. Don't sit there and make up stuff or make it worse than it seems. But the second part of that is what do you have to give up on the little details to stay consistent on the big goal? Okay, you're going to have to make some choices. You're going to have to make some sacrifices. It's just going to happen. You're going to need to discipline certain things to give into other things in your life. You know, stuff's going to happen that's going to completely change up your plan. And you need to learn to pivot around them. Okay, you can't ignore them. So it's going to happen. So I think just focus on that. Give yourself some grace and understand that you're still doing a good job because you're staying consistent on the big goal. And that really goes back to breaking it up down and defining where you're willing to sacrifice and where you're not. So once again, if it's, you know, this plan that somebody's laid on to you that you have to be disciplined in this exact way, but not every detail of that plan is working for you, it's okay to shift some things so that you can stay consistent until you're actually at your goal. You're the one defining this. You're the one making all the rules here. So reminder, you can change the rules anytime. It does not mean you're failing if you're pivoting to stay consistent. Okay, that's where I'm trying to get at. And as you can tell, I've struggled with this quite a bit. So 
And the second principle I want to really talk about is pick your heart. Pick your heart. You know, life is hard. So is repairing your life when you've gone on and on and on for years, not caring or not controlling yourself or having self-discipline, you know, so pick your heart. And I think Jim Rohn's the one that said that, but I didn't make note of that. But uh, once again, Jim Rohn's a great one to study if you can, if you want to dive deeper onto discipline and really fall in love with it. And okay, so some journal questions, break out your journals, let's go. So I want to know what you want in life what you want. And when I ask this question, I'm not asking you to tell me why you don't have it. I'm not asking you to answer and tell me why it's not possible now. Stop. Keep it simple. What do you want? Okay. What drives you? What actually like makes you kind of look into the future and think, man, that gets me out of bed today. And I want you to write that down in as much detail. I want you to hear it, feel it, smell it. You know, just when you look at it, what vision do you see? you know, and just really look at what you want. Let let those juices kind of get going in your body, you know, give it time for you to marinate on it and really like remember why you have that fantasy or why you have that desire in the first place. Okay. Because it will drive you. So I really want you to define, I want you to write as much as you can. So the first question is, what do you want? This, and don't let yourself get in your way. Okay. Once again, like when we were kids and we used to play house, we used to play house, right? Anything was possible. Now as we're adults, we're like, oh, I would love to have that, you know, big old house on the side of that mountain da, 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 or something. And we're immediately like, oh, you can't afford that right now. You can't, you know, you sit there and like immediately dog yourself or immediately tell yourself 10 reasons why it's not possible. We're working on eliminating that right there. Okay. Because that doesn't help anyone. That does not help you at all. You can't shame yourself to success. And however old you are, if you've been trying up until now, let's just try the self-love way, the self-discipline way, okay? My second question after what do you want is what do you need to do to move the needle closer? I'm not asking what do you have to do tonight to make it happen tomorrow. That's a very overwhelming thought. That is an extremely, like that makes me want to shut down, even if it's the most simple thing. I'm like, oh, complete it all by tomorrow? Don't think like that. Think in bite-sized chunks, okay? Bite-sized chunks. I, I hate the saying, but how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, okay? So what do you have to do to move the needle closer? And that takes a lot of pressure off yourself because you're not putting the weight of the world on yourself to complete something in 24 hours, you know? You're just, what do I need to get, do to get this one step closer? Or how far can I get this today? How far can I move it over today? And once again, don't tell, don't, Nowhere in that question did I ask, why haven't you done it yet? Why? What limits you right now? What lack of resources do you have? I didn't ask any of that. I said, what do you need to do to actually move the needle closer? Okay. So part of this exercise is to look at how we creep into our own brain and kind of sabotage ourselves and beat ourselves up based off the patterns that maybe we haven't been disciplined before, or maybe we know why things didn't work over the last few years because we were not self-disciplined enough, okay? I think Ricardo made a funny post the other day, what well, wasn't funny, but it made me laugh because he asked, how many courses or books have you purchased that you have not finished? And when I was sitting there thinking about it, I was like, it's at least 50 to 75% of the courses and the books I purchased. And, you know, you could beat yourself up over that or you could understand that next time you buy one, you need to switch up how 
you apply your commitment, how you apply that self-discipline in that moment. Do you really want this? Or are you following a trend and trying to be cool like everyone else? You know, just because everyone else goes to this great seminar and has great results, that doesn't mean it's meant for you. And that's okay. So it's just more about making those decisions in that moment. And you can channel your discipline in an actual direction that helps. So, so the second question is, what do you need to do to move that needle closer? The third question is, what is in your way right now? Okay, here's where you can be honest. Here's where you can really break it down. So what is in your way right now? What is literally stopping you? What are your excuses when you wake up as to why you won't do this? Oh, it's, I have to do it so early, you know, blah, blah, blah. I hate waking up early. Okay, we'll switch it to the evening time. Try that. Give some honest feedback to yourself about how that works out. You know, so just look at what is in your way now and what little shifts can you make? Simple, simple shifts. We're not trying to change your life overnight. Although if you can conquer this, your life will change pretty quickly. That's the irony of it. Focus on the small things and the big things start to change a lot quicker. So third question, what is in your way now? Fourth question, what roadblocks will come? What will possibly get in your way later? We know life happens. Let's plan for it to happen, right? So it could be things like, well, when I get down on myself, I bash myself or I'm scared of what people will think of me or, you know, when I put myself out there, I'm probably going to get some kickback on some things because the world's going to judge me or whatever. But like, what is possible to be a roadblock? And go ahead and think about that now. You know, I'm a big fan of crisis rehearsal. And I credit this to my license to carry class. So yes, I'm from Texas. Yes, I'm one of those with the guns. And, you know, it was the most interesting course because I really took it as a lot of life lessons. But the two gentlemen that taught that, I took it about two and a half years ago, they taught a lot about crisis rehearsal. And crisis rehearsal is the idea that when you walk into a room or when you walk into a situation, you just kind of look at, okay, what's the worst that could happen right now? Someone could come in with a big old gun or something, you know, think of the worst, right? And you just think like, okay, what's my exit strategy? What's this? What would I do in that situation? And you just kind of run through it one or two times and then you let it go. Let it go. Enjoy your life. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy where you are. And if that thing does happen, you've practiced it a time or two. And this, you do this in a split second, you know, and it's, it's the type thing like on the bigger scale, you know, you're going into business. What's your exit strategy? Are you going to sell it? Are you going to retire? Like, what are you planning to do? What happens if it goes bankrupt? What happens if your partner steals and embezzles money? I don't know. Just you got to think these things through and don't dwell on them long, but just think it through. Like, what would I do if that happened? And by default, whenever things do hit the fan, you're going to be a little bit more confident because you've already kind of thought that through. Things tend to happen how we practice them in our head. For good or for bad. Think about it. Things usually happen how we have rehearsed it on our head. A lot of things really knock us on our ass in life because we've not practiced what would we do if that went wrong, right? We don't have the discipline to think it through, the self-discipline. So instead of having all that, oh, my life is over, oh, it's completely upside down because this thing happened, instead just have the self-discipline up front to think about it, to think it through, to just make some notes about like, if that did happen, what would I do? And you just have that, you can let that energy rest and you can really channel and focus all that energy into what you actually do want 
right? So it, it's really empowering to think about. So what roadblocks will come? So crisis rehearsal, literally, what write down every crisis, really give it some energy so you can let that go. You know, these are the type things that will help you not lay there awake at night and be like, oh my gosh, but what if my best, like we lose all of our money and we can't afford to pay our employees and da, da, da. you just have all these panic thoughts. Well, make a plan for that. So if it happens, you're at least, you practice it a little, you know? So, and the fifth question I have for you on that exercise is why will it be worth the struggle? Because let's be real. It's not going to be challenge free. It's not going to be lesson free, right? You're not going to start off and probably finish without polishing skills and muscles that you didn't know you had yet. Okay. If you're starting a new goal at all, it the reason you want it in your body, the reason you have that desire is because it has a lesson there for, on the other side for you. Whether that is success, whether it's failure, you don't know yet. So Either way, you have to really learn how to embrace why it is worth the struggle and upfront, because like we said, back to our diagram, you're having to give up some things, right? So discipline, reward, or you indulge now and you sacrifice later. So that's all you're doing now is you're disciplining yourself now to make that reward richer, better, more worthwhile. But if you can prime on that every day, and really focus on that every morning and just spend a few minutes visualizing, meditating on it. Um, the term I like to use is priming. That is a Tony Robbins term. And just focus on a morning ritual where you remind yourself why it's worth the struggle. We're back to question number one. Why do you want this? You remind yourself why. What lit the fire up in you in the first place? If you can focus on that and stay focused on that and not let the world pollute your plan, pollute why you need to do this, why you want to stay consistent on these things, why you want to change up your life, why this. It doesn't matter. If you want it, it's worth exploring. So back to self-discipline. It's the greatest form of self-love that you can ever have. And so just as you go through your day-to-day -day after listening to this, just make some notes to yourself about your patterns. Where do you get distracted? Why do you get distracted? Why does it feel good to get distracted? That's one for me, you know, like, why does it feel good to kind of zone out and just focus on this over here and ignore the world for a few minutes? Well, because it feels good to check out. And so with that, I would then to ask myself like, okay, well, am I actually taking time to recharge myself every day? If I'm so eager to check out, how can I take a proactive, proactive self-disciplined approach to that on the front end and plan for that? If that's my pattern and I know I need it, I need to build that into my daily schedule, right? So I just really want you to just take notes on what works and what doesn't. And if it's something that doesn't work, I want you to move it off your plate. <laughs> if it's something that does work, I want you to double and triple down on it, you know? And if you do struggle with any of this, reach out to Ricardo and I. Like, let us know what you're struggling with. We want to know, especially if there's something I didn't touch on. I want to know and, you know, maybe we'll have a follow-up subject on this because there's just so much here. And I think especially Ricardo has a very unique twist on discipline. I'm very like Courtney lovey-dovey. So I'm curious what he'll have to say on this, but just focus on what you want. Know why it's worth giving it your all now. Know why it's worth sacrificing those daily disciplines now. And give yourself what you truly want. Like actually do it. Do the damn thing, you guys. That's what I'm here for, okay? So uh, that's just a little bit of what has helped me. 
And I've struggled a lot with anxiety. I've struggled a lot with all kinds of analysis paralysis and just like shutting down and not making a decision. And we're really, I just need to be more disciplined in the moment. So it's as simple as that. I just practice being more disciplined in the moment. And it's changed my life a lot already. And I still have a lot of work to do. So, uh, okay. Some honorable mentions that you will want to tune into. So this Saturday, October 16th from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, we have our Circle of Success virtual meeting, which will be absolutely amazing. The link will be in the description. You will not want to miss that. On November 20th, 2021, we have our Baskets for Good event, which is led by, so you can find out more at basketsforgood.org. And it is just an amazing organization that the Leon started many years ago. This is our eighth year, I believe. Uh, But uh, if you want to volunteer, donate, learn more, go to basketsforgood.org. It is a tax write-off if you donate. Okay. We are a nonprofit. So whatever way you would like to pitch in or learn more, we would love to share our mission with you and tell you more about what we're doing. So our we are aiming to feed over 500 families for a week in November in the North Texas area. And just, we would love to share that mission with you. So as always, thank you for tuning in. This was another episode of the Force for Growth podcast. So remember to like, share. You can find all of our prior episodes at forceforgrowth.com. And always remember to be a force for good, a force for growth, and a force for greatness. Thank you, everybody.